0: Have you been diagnosed with ADHD? Or maybe you feel like you experience a lot of the symptoms. Either way, today on the podcast, Michelle Evans, a client of mine, is going to openly share her struggles with having a coaching business and being an entrepreneur with ADHD. We're going to talk about what it's like trying to start a business, how you can get help, how she filled the some of the gaps that she had, and how she's reached an exciting goal. We're gonna talk all about it today on the podcast. Hopefully there's something in our conversation that can help you in your entrepreneurial journey. Grow your business with ADHD. Are you ready to work less, feel more organized and productive, streamline repetitive tasks, and implement systems that allow your coaching business to run smoothly even without you? if so you're in the right place welcome to the organized coach podcast your go-to source for practical tips and solutions i'm your host tracy hoth professional organizer certified life coach simplifying expert and most of all down-to-earth fellow coach just like you no matter if you think you're missing the organizing gene have adhd or just love anything organizing i'm here to help you become an organized coach with a business that works for you Pull up a seat and let's get started. This is it. My very first podcast guest, Michelle Evans. I'm so excited you're here. Why don't you introduce yourself and tell us what you do?
1: So my name is Michelle Evans and I am a certified life coach and I work with empty nester moms that are kind of transitioning or they're empty nesting and they want to get into adventures. So I raised six kids for 27 years. And so when I got done raising kids, it was like I couldn't even remember who I was anymore. I was like, what? Wait, what? So, yeah, I went through that transition myself. And so it's really dear to my heart to be able to help people be able to start adventuring.
0: So tell me how you got into coaching. And then I want to know why adventure? Like, What do you like about adventure?
1: Okay, so I got into coaching because I was kind of like this insane mom. Oh, tell me more. What's that
0: look like? Uh,
1: Oh, I just was yelling and I didn't love how I showed up. I wasn't loving who I was, even at work. I didn't love how I would show up. Like my boss would call me in and I would get so offended and so worked up. And I was so sensitive. And he even asked me a few times, like, why are you so sensitive? I just have questions about work. And I was taking so many things personally and I couldn't figure out Why? And I couldn't figure out like, why was this such a problem for me? And why was I acting like a crazy person? And how could I do better? I had read a couple of books. And yeah, that was helpful. But then I stumbled on coaching. My sister actually sent me a podcast and I listened to it. And I was like, wait a minute, what? Wait, what's happening here? (laughs) I need this in my life. Like yesterday, well, like 20 years ago, but today for sure. And so... I signed up and started getting coached and watching people get coached. And it just completely changed how I was showing up in my professional life, how I was showing up in my personal life, how I was showing up in my marriage, how I was showing up for myself. Yeah, such a great transition into a better version of me. So I like to say, like, I'm getting better and better at being me.
0: Oh, I love that. That needs to be my quote. I love when coaches have that impact. Like they've they found coaching and it's impacted their life and changed their life so much. So now you're helping women with adventure. Like, why adventure? So I'd always like seen people's pictures
1: and I'd wanted to try some of this stuff. And it was just kind of intimidating. You know, I was in my mid-40s and I was like, oh, I don't know. It's kind of scary. When I found coaching, I re- I recognized that. I was creating a lot of my own drama and I was getting in my own way because I didn't have any physical limitations. What was getting in my way was fear and anxiety and some overwhelm. And so I figured out how to start doing some of those things. And I just kind of started with small steps and just started, you know, hiking, mountain biking. Then I started backpacking, canyoneering. I ski in the winter. So I'd always... Downhill skied, but I started cross country skiing and just trying some different variety of, you know, snow sports. So many people were commenting on my post, like, Oh my gosh, how do you do all this stuff? And so I just decided there was a real need for women to be able to feel empowered and be able to get, you know, past their own fears and also like really look after their own safety and being in tune with their own intuition of like what is actually dangerous versus what is my own brain coming up with and, you know, fear.
0: Yeah. And putting yourself in those situations really brings out all your thoughts and struggles, challenges, and you're going to help women through those. Yeah. Discover those. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and what comes up and, and be able to figure out like, okay, this worked and this didn't. And so next time, you know, and, and there's nothing, there's nothing that goes wrong with any of that. It's just like a learning process and being willing to be a beginner and being willing to try something new, it's just really exhilarating.
0: Yes. In my mind, I'm like, well, exhilarating might be an overstatement. <laughs> I personally am, I mean, I want to be adventurous. Luckily, my family forces me a lot to do some adventurous things. And, and I'm like, well, I'll just be a hiker. So we went on, what what national park is that? That we went to Angel's Landing. We hiked. Yeah, Zion. We were on our way over to California and we hiked Angel's Landing. And okay, I am not adventurous. I want to do something once. And I was scared to death, but I did it. And I'll never need to do that again. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, usually you want to start out slow. You went straight for Angel's Landing, which was, I mean. Uh, I mean, that can be a really scary hike. Did you go when they were doing permits or did you go when
0: they were doing a a lottery system? So we were drawn. Yeah.
1: Okay. So I've been I've done Angels Landing a couple of times.
0: Oh, my. What a bragger. Not a couple of
1: times. Well, one time was in college. Right. But, you know, a few years ago I went probably six years ago, but it was before the lottery. And so there was thousands of people and you're all up close and like scooting past people and the lottery system made it so much more beautiful. I've seen a lot of people's feedback that they really love that. And it's a little more of a, you know, it has a little, little, it's not a crowd. You don't need a blinker to merge with the traffic of hikers.
0: Yes. I thought it was decently, like it wasn't packed. I could imagine what it would have been. That would have been even more terrifying. But we got back to the hotel that night and looked up on the internet how many people have died on that hike. And I was like, we started sweating in our beds, just thinking about it. <laughs> That's how you know your thoughts cause your body's feelings and reactions. Okay. When I have a guest, I, I want to ask them and I like to ask them what specific area do you want to focus on that will help my audience create results related to organizing, systemizing, scaling their business? And so your answer was you want to talk about having ADHD as an entrepreneur. So tell me about that. Tell me, you know, what it was like to start your business with ADHD. Well, first of all, with ADHD,
1: I have a hard time like just focusing on one track. And if there's a lot of Tasks, then it's like I'm horizontal and paralyzed. You <laughs> can't move, can't do anything. I could see that there was a lot of things that had to be done, but I couldn't put together in my mind the systematic way of how to get things finished and what comes first. Even though I had a business coach that was kind of giving me that structure, but the way that hers was structured, it just didn't work with my brain. Like I could not. For the life of me connect the dots. And so I was spinning in indecision. No amount of coaching that coaches you out of having this lack of executive function. And so I, I wanted to do these things, but I just couldn't see a clear path. Mm-hmm. And So and try... did you,
0: have you had ADHD since, did you know when you were younger? When were you diagnosed? So I knew, so I was tested
1: a few times when I was younger. And every time they were like, I mean, she talks a lot in school and she has a hard time staying on task, but she's well adapted socially. So I don't think it's ADHD. But then as an adult, it started to manifest more. And then in my 40s is when I actually got diagnosed.
0: That's kind of interesting with how you started with yelling or being hypersensitive to what your boss was saying too, like those seem to correlate a little bit. So you then found out you had ADHD, probably started some treatment or something with that and found coaching.
1: Yeah. And just being aware of having ADHD is one of the things that brings in like that super sensitivity was just Mm -hmm. having that awareness, like, oh, like this isn't a problem. And that actually helped me bring some of those emotions down. So they, they just weren't so intense because before I didn't have a really good explanation for them. I just felt like I was this wild hair all the time that like could just be set off at a moment's notice. And I didn't know why. Mm -hmm. And it just was kind of beyond my, my understanding. Then I found coaching. I started researching, like I, I follow a bunch of coaches that have ADHD and, you know, listen to some podcasts. Once I was diagnosed, that was extremely helpful. And it just kind of helped bring it like, oh, there's nothing that's gone wrong here. I just didn't know. It was mm-hmm. just
0: I just had no idea. It was well, crazy. I think just you saying that is going to help so many people because I mean, it, someone just told me like 80 percent of entrepreneurs I can't remember if she said have ADHD. I think that's what she said. Now, I haven't looked that quote up or anything. Then if they don't realize that that's causing that, they go into a program or a course or th- their task list and they can't seem to get it together. So they think they have a character flaw and that they're just not able to do it. So I love that you share what you went through and how you felt.
1: Yeah. And and there wasn't any thought work I had to do. I, I didn't have like thoughts that were preventing me. Right. I just have, you know, this executive functioning and, and it manifests for everybody a little bit differently. There's like a whole spectrum of how it manifests. And for me, that was one of the ways that it manifested was just this not being able to get going. And then when I get going and then I stop and then getting going again. And, and it felt like I was like, what's my problem? And I would, you know, sit there like, what? come on, you know, and I'm like, oh, wait, this is no problem. This is just I just have to have some other tools in place to help me be successful.
0: And really quickly, I've been doing some research. I'm reading a book on executive skills and functions and how to be successful when you feel scattered. And so I looked up ADHD as an official diagnosis. An executive function is a term that refers to weaknesses in the brain for the self-management system. And the differences you could have ADHD and definitely will struggle with executive function, but you can struggle with executive functions and not have ADHD. And I was looking up some things that someone with ADHD will experience many areas of the executive function impairment. And the few of them related to what I do and how I help is just disorganization and problems prioritizing, poor time management skills. Problems focusing on a task, trouble, multitasking, excessive activity or restlessness, and poor planning. It's funny that you mentioned like some of those are in there and exactly everyone's going to have something different that they're challenged with or it really shows up in different areas. So what did you do then because you were struggling with this? What did you or what did you decide to do to get that help or figure out how to fill that gap? So one of the things that I do really well
1: is perform under pressure. And so like when I was working in, you know, corporate or I worked in government also, I, you know, I had a boss, somebody that was over me and I had deadlines that I had to meet. Well, yeah, I would procrastinate to a certain point, but I could always meet the deadline because I could super hyper focus. Well, when I decided to start my own business, I had no boss. Deadlines were coming and going and there's nobody there to like apply that pressure that I perform well under. And so what I did was I actually hired you and that created that system that I needed where it was like, okay, this is the task for this week. And I knew that the next week you were going to ask me, where, where are you at? How did you do? How did these things go? So I knew that that was coming. So it it created a pressure situation that had me dial in and be able to like get the things I needed to in a very organized, structured way. And I just totally relied on you to give me the steps in a way that made sense and that I would, I, at the end, I would be able to put it together.
0: Mm-hmm. And what's funny is you think you relied on me, which, you know, there is some of that, but you made a whole list of all the things you wanted to accomplish in our time together. <laughs> so. I don't even know if I had to adjust anything. Maybe I put them, we talked about it and we put them, prioritized them. And then we just went down the list. So you didn't come to me because you knew I could help you do that necessarily. I mean, I think you signed up for a file structure organizing call. And I'll always remember you're like, I almost didn't sign up this for this. Why was that?
1: Well, my thought was like, I don't know if she ever works with people with ADHD. And I I wanted somebody that kind of understood like that this was an issue that was not a thought problem right mm-hmm. like I didn't want to be coached on my thoughts it's it's just a it's just an ADHD issue it's an executive functioning issue that I have and that I'm aware of and so I and I wasn't sure because I wasn't I didn't I wasn't familiar with you but I had seen you and I had seen some of your stuff and you were offering, offering this call for file structure. And so I was like, all right, my files are all over the place. And my idea of organizing is just to make a new file. So I would have this file here and then the same file named something else over here. And it was just everywhere. I didn't know how to find anything. I've, I've always been interested in organizing and being more organized, but I lack the ability to set up the framework. And so I was like, OK, I'm going to put myself out on a limb here. I'm going to sign up for a free call. I'm going to see what the this is, and
0: maybe it can help me. And so, yeah, I signed up. You signed up and, for the call. And I remember when we had your file structure, you're like, wow, Like, this makes sense to me <laughs> or something like that. Do you remember yeah, what I mean, you said? It was like
1: so easy. And I was like, why could I not pull that out of my brain? Right? Like, why couldn't I set this up? And I don't know why. I just think that it's just I can follow it when it's in place. So I set out a day and I was like, I'm just going to organize, which is actually really counterintuitive because it sounds a little bit daunting. But I was like, I'm just going to organize sort. I'm just going to sort my files. That's all I'm going to do. I'm going to do my personal ones. I'm going to put them in this folder. And I'm going to do my business ones over here. And that's how I'm going to start. That's all I'm going to do. I had to like give myself just a very small baby step. Uh Because if I looked at my Google Drive, I have my personal stuff and my business stuff and all of it was everywhere.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that's the first step of organizing is to sort. And so now you have these folders to sort into. And I remember at the end of our call, we kind of talked to like, where are you at? What do you need? And then you were kind of telling me, like, I need help prioritizing. This thing is so confusing. I'm just not sure. And I'm like, I totally can help you with that. And so I don't think you signed up right then. I think you talked to me later and said, "Okay, I'm ready. I think it was a couple of weeks. Yeah, because I think you did. You asked me something about like, you know, how, how could
1: I help you? And and so I told you all of those things. And And the way that you framed it, I was like, I knew I needed somebody who had that ability to lay that out for me mm-hmm. in a really structured way. Because then it takes some of that overwhelm. Because if I start doing stuff, and then I can't find it, and I save it here and there and it's on my desktop and it's in my like not in my Google Drive. And, you know, it was just so then I was like layering on the additional confusion. But then when I was working with you, it was just very clean and very clear. Like this is where this goes. And I, I would have a call with you and I'm like, OK, I'm totally confused. I don't know where I put this. And, and so then you were like, oh, yeah, that's like not a problem. And you helped me to set all of that basic structure up. To really get started and be organized and be able to put my finger on things really quickly, as opposed to just searching and searching and searching and then giving up.
0: Yes. And what you just said there, too, when you're searching and can't find something, that puts a stop in your path. And you were saying earlier that when you stop, it's hard to get restarted. So when you stop because you can't find something, then all of a sudden you're done. And it's not something, even if you have your file structure at first, I mean, it takes practice, right? It takes practice to remember, Okay, how did we see it? What's the vision of it? The bird's eye view. And okay, right. There's only five, six categories. I mean, I can remember to practice thinking that. But I remember one time you came (laughs) to a call and you were like, "I, I just woke up in the middle of the night and I went and organized my files for two hours and it was really fun. Who knew you would say that that was really fun? Yeah. Well,
1: and it was fun because I had a structure that I could start to move into. It would, if I was trying to set it up, it would have been overwhelming and daunting. And I would have never thought in the middle of the
0: night that that was a good idea. I would have just scrolled TikTok. That's awesome. I love it. You had said berating yourself doesn't help you get organized. Tell me more about that. I, like I
1: said, I wanted to be organized and I would kind of club myself with my mental, you know, chatter like, come on, you can figure this out. You you know, I mean, even in my corporate jobs, I had a hard time following, you know, some structure. And I had people that came in behind me, you know, they would hire and, you know, the new hire would say, I do not understand this filing system. I'm like, that's because there's no system. It's just everywhere. That piece was so frustrating for me. And so being able to just kind of plug that gap with Somebody who has those abilities, that's very organized, was just so helpful.
0: And it's true that we all have things that don't come naturally, right? And we can berate ourselves. We can be mad about it. We can try and try on our own. Or we can just go get help from someone that is good in that.
1: You know, all the mental talk, it's like, you know, it's just okay that I don't know how to do this. It's just okay. And I'm just willing to admit that this is something that I struggle with. And so... And I'm willing to get some help.
0: Mm -hmm. I just imagine someone's thinking, yeah, I mean, I can go get help with that. But is there anything I'm going to take away and be able to do on my own or be better once I've learned that? Or will that be something forever that there's a gap there? What's your thought on that?
1: It's interesting because I think that there's like there is this like gap of knowledge. Can you fill it? Even having ADHD, can you learn a skill? And I ask myself that all the time. Can I learn this skill? So just working with you on just the filing structure, I recognize that I want, like, I really want to organize the pictures. I have a million pictures. I have six kids. Like, they're everywhere. I have, well, not everywhere. I have them in a drawer, but there's no rhyme or reason. They're just thrown in there because that's someplace I can put them. And so I was looking at the way that you organize, and I was like, I think I can do this on my own. All I need to do is put six boxes, one with each kid's name, and then a family box because I want my own pictures. And then I can just open that drawer and start putting pictures in the right box. And that would be the first step. So I think it's something that can be learned for me. Mm -hmm. If it was a bigger task and something like huge, I would probably bring somebody in to help me, especially Mm -hmm. when it comes to like, like my computer systems, like all my logins, my sign-ins, my, you know, all of that. It's very helpful to have somebody to help. And I would love at some point to just offload that on somebody that has really good organization skills and be like, all you.
0: Yes, that's such a good example. And the fact that you think that organizing your photos is just like a little task versus A bigger task, like you said, or a harder task. Most people put off organizing their photos until the very, very, very last thing if they ever do it because it's such a daunting task. And you're like, yeah, I just need to get seven boxes and start sorting. That's awesome.
1: I think I could take myself through that system, like your system of organizing. And I think I could get an end result where like my kids' pictures would be in photo albums. And I would just give myself a lot of time. Yeah, I love those tools. And so I think it's something I can learn but I think I'm also not afraid to have somebody help me and uh-huh. ask for help when I need, because I think that that's really important because I, I don't have time to dilly dally. Mm-hmm. I am turning 50. The last thing I want to do is try and pretend like I know how to do something that I don't know how to do.
0: Yeah. And it's more fun and faster if you have someone there helping you do it.
1: Yeah. I'm like all about shortcutting things. Wait, yeah. wait, what, somebody's good at this.
0: Okay. I'm in. So while we work together, we went through a whole task. You completed your funnel. You launched it. And you just got your first consult. It's I so did. exciting.
1: I know. And my rate, my open rate is like 60%. Oh, and my goodness. my, what is it? What is it? The click rate? Yeah, no, the cl- cost per lead is $1.36. I figured it up this morning. And I was like, wait, what?
0: dollar $1.36? Is amazing. Oh, yes, that's so good. Now, I have another client that kind of was is in the same situation as you. We're putting, we're, we're systemizing a little bit of what she's doing. But one of the things she says is it's just having someone there to, to talk things through with. If you're in a group coaching program or a course, you don't really have the opportunity to get feedback or to make decisions and talk through and have someone look at your stuff and just give you that feedback.
1: Well, and I remember coming onto one of the calls and I'm like, I don't know what my process is. And you helped put it like we just came up with it because you're like, you have
0: a process. You just don't know what it is. And I was like, yeah, so what is it? And I said, well, well, how do you do it? And then you just started telling me we wrote it down and you're like, oh, yeah, that's that's good. It <laughs> that is a process. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I love my process because
1: I see like all these other people. They're like, you have to do it like this. And, da, 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 and I was like, I don't want to do that. Like, that sounds terrible. But once we figured out what works for me and what works for my brain, then I was like, oh, oh. And the other thing that we worked on was my my to-do list. It wasn't like, you know, a lot of people talk about Monday hour one. OK, I'm not on Monday hour one, girl. I can keep Monday hour one on Monday. And then on Tuesday and by Wednesday, <laughs> I can't even remember. Like, what did I schedule? Why did I schedule this? So it didn't work. It just doesn't work for me. And I scheduled things on my phone, and I put reminders. Well, every time I pick up my phone, that's a distraction. And so I could not put it on my phone, because I would go down a rabbit hole and be like, oh, I just got a notification reminding me to do this thing. And now I'm scrolling on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And it's been an hour. And so I that was a no for me. I tried some paper planners. I lost them. There's this constant, like, Trying to figure out what works for your brain. And so what I figured out works for my brain is I have one of those big, huge post-it, like whiteboards. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the the flip Paper chart paint. ones. Yeah. yeah. Every week I just draw and I make seven squares and I put Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and next week. Oh, I and love that. Then I just write the things that I need to get done on Monday and Tuesday. And then I know on Wednesday, usually I'm doing some coaching. I usually have calls. And then Thursday I try and block off for adventures. And then Friday is my catch-up day if there's anything on my list that I didn't complete. And sometimes I don't complete them anyway. And I just was like that's just going to have to be okay. You know, if I avoid something for 5 weeks, I just take it off my list cuz I'm like it's not going to happen. I mean, unless it's something I had to get done, then then I would get like okay, what's my hang up here and just try and get started.
0: Well, and that's part of it too where I think I can help people or a coach can help someone is pulling out what their system is and then testing things. So even if you have ADHD or you have some executive function where you're lacking, it doesn't mean that I have an answer for you. It's like we're going to test this for a week, come back, see how it went, maybe test it for another week, maybe try something different or figure out why you didn't follow through. And go from there, figure out like what actually works for you. So you telling me about your little paper system, I'm like, I want a paper board to be like Michelle. Well,
1: I just had to have it so big and right in my face so that I didn't forget. Right. And I had to leave my phone in the other room. No matter what, I am going to work for four hours so I can sit here and stare at myself and do nothing but not at my phone. Or I can start checking things off the list. And, you know, with ADHD, there's like a lack of dopamine, but you can start to give yourself dopamine. When I
0: give myself a check mark that I've done something, I get a little like, yeah, there's the dopamine you needed. Yep. Things What's that, one action that someone listening could take? To get organized? Call you.
1: What's one action? I would say to if you're looking at your business, I would say you'd start out with sorting your priorities. So just start by sorting what your priorities are and deciding, because everything can't be the top of the list, but we like to try and think it is. Mm -hmm. So sorting just your priorities and then start working on those. Perfect.
0: And I know I have that an episode that's about the five steps, sorting, purging, assigning homes, setting limits, and maintaining. So I talk about an example in there of how do you sort your mind? How do you sort your to-do list or organize your to-do list? So go listen to that episode. Okay, how can someone find you, Michelle, if they are approaching empty nester or if they're in that stage and adventuring is a little bit intriguing to them? What should they do?
1: So you can follow me on Instagram. I'm at michelle.evans underscore life or on TikTok, either one. I also have a freebie that I can give you the link for your show notes. Yes. So that people can click on and they can get their five-step adventure guide to how to start planning your first adventure. So you can like just start getting out there. And I'll put a link too to get on a phone call with you. Yes. Anybody can do an adventure call with me and I can help you figure out what it is you want to do, what sounds interesting. And if there's usually fear, keeps people stuck. And like what kind of fear, what is it and how do we overcome it?
0: awesome. I love it. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, it was so fun. Thanks for listening to the episode. Please share this episode with your coaching bestie and tag me on Instagram at Tracy Hoth. And of course, I would be so grateful if you could subscribe and leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. It's the number one way you can thank me. To thank you, go grab the File Naming Formula Cheat Sheet and watch the workshop replay, Three Secrets to Organize Your Digital Files. Both are linked in the show notes. Until next time, have a beautiful week.